And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I couldn't leave well enough. Shut up, you stupid. F you know, the one time, the one time I don't turn off my friggin' ringer on my phone, and of course, I'll call. Oh, you're now live on YouTube. I know I'm the one who started. <laughs> You know, That's my phone, my phone is two rooms away. All notifications are turned off except the ringer. So that if I do end up losing it, I can go, hey, Google, find my phone. I know. That way, I don't need to have it around me all the time. I know. And I'm not one of those people who's addicted to my cell phone because, uh, well, I, I have some news for all of you. So, so some stuff you might not know. I'm old. Yeah. No. See, there, there's a, there's a. <clears throat> I'm known as Shujin Tribble. Hi, my name is Mud. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S H U J I N. Uh, the, the, uh, I'll explain why the stupid thing is actually still right next to me, on top of a pile of CD jewel cases. I might add. Uh, again, I'll. I'll kind of explain part of that in a couple of seconds introducing you top left hand corner of the north american continent dallin good evening good evening and remember everybody mud spelled backwards is dumb yes for, <laughs> for those of you that would like to have a place on our panel we're going to have an opening very shortly i'd like you to go ahead and apply please remember that's Ouch. 1300 elmwood avenue buffalo new york 14222 dial carefully and good luck thanks oh boy i can't wait till i start sending you the invoices for that uh all that hosting and stuff uh, uh, moving along i'm not saying it's extortion <laughs> no he wouldn't say that i mean that would be wrong right uh there's going to be a slight change in the order at the moment. Moving down and through the right to be, well, south and to the left of me just a little bit. Joey, good evening. Or more, actually morning for you at this point. I keep forgetting. Joey. What? Hi, say hello. I I did. We didn't hear you. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, our... it's officially September. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. There's a there's a thing about that one too, and this is where it gets to be a little bit more interesting. North of me, just over the border. And um, is probably going to have a really interesting time coming back home over the border eventually. Bridget, with your name spelled correctly. Hi, good oh, thank morning. You. Hi, good morning. Welcome to the Eastern Seaboard. Oh, thank you. I'm in Tirana. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Sort of. Close to it. Close to it. Yep. So uh, let me. Uh, all right, let me let me go ahead and explain that my phone stays right near me because, as those of you that have been longtime watchers and listeners would know, we're kind of missing a couple of folks. Unrenowned Tech, have not heard anything about, and usually if we're going to hear something from him, 
he would probably ping us over on uh, Google Hangouts for however long that's going to last, as opposed to, you know, pinging us over here on uh, on Discord. And um, I don't have uh, I don't have Facebook logged in on this computer, so Facebook mm-hmm. Messenger I would have to also get on the phone, which is uh, I would like to say terribly convenient, but uh, only just barely so. so <coughs> it, it is what it is. So we will see if the uh, we'll see if the boys show up, and if not, uh, yeah. It, as always, it is what it is. So thanks for coming and joining us, everybody. Uh, hope that you guys are going to have yourselves a good time. Of course, if you are watching live, please feel free to uh, join us by, you know, typing in over on the live chat, uh, of which Stephanie, Doc Waxen, Trippin. Thanks, Dallin. Screw me up. I almost announced you again. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is the problem with being uh, with with being a host or being a presenter. Because you have to kind of remind yourself, if you're reading the teleprompter, you really need to read ahead and speak behind so you can edit yourself as necessary. Case in point. So. Yes, I have coffee tonight. Um, I was out with friends earlier today. I did try a new beer earlier tonight with dinner because we went to a, a, a Japanese house that had uh, ramen. And um, I had a beef curry soup with udon. Now, the fun part about this was this was the exact same taste of the curry as the stuff that I normally make when I make chicken curry Uh, and and for, you know, the uh, the nurse's station and for curry do you use Uh, it's uh, I guess technically it's brown. I don't really think of it. Uh, I'd have to find the uh, I'd have to find the listing to, to show you what it is, but um, well, they have like red, yellow, and green. I was just asking. Yeah, that's mostly Indian, I think. So I'm not quite sure what it qualifies under. It, it's it's brown. It's it 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 when all of a sudden done, it's brown. So, but uh, it was really cool because it was like it was like drinking by curry. Except I, I, I had noodles instead of rice, so you know it was actually kind of it was it was very good because I like that stuff. So I had uh, Kieran beer to go along with that. Uh, mm. It was it was not bad, but it was beer. It it was uh, it was beer. No, oh, you know what. I didn't completely dismiss it out of hand after like two sips, so I can't exactly call this a complete win, but it was it, it was it was okay. It was okay. Any who uh oh and Felis of course. Thank you guys. Um and uh, as uh as a semi aside, uh yes, Bridget is off at and uh, using Heretic Woman's uh, old spot. And um, I would be completely remiss if I didn't say, we still miss you, kid. We still miss you, 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 redheaded, short, pain in my ass. <laughs> be that as it may, she was the th- she was the thorn in the side of so many folks on the side of religion who richly deserved it. 
Uh, there is that. Yes, very much so. <clears throat> and for the record, I do have to use my phone because that's where I've got my timer. Because I don't have one to, uh, to to use for you guys. One of these days, I'll actually. Maybe that's one of the things that I'll I'll, I'll see about getting a, a countdown timer and put up on the screen. I'll actually think about that one of these days. Yeah, you see, you could do. Uh, we could have this screen. And then you could have a scene in OBS with the timer. Yeah. Transition to it. And then when you're done, transition back. Whoa. Back fine. Uh, apparently the cats did not like that idea of mine. Okay, fine. <laughs> Nothing new. Everybody's a critic, you know. Oh, no kidding. Not a worry. Anywho. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got our stuff that we're going to end up doing. Uh, we've got... Uh, like I put into the uh, into the description for this week, yeah, this is kind of a a tack on from last week's topic. So uh, I guess we're kind of keeping the ball spinning, the wheel spin, whatever. Wheels keep on turning. There's a there's a there's a song in there somewhere. Some of you caught that. You're welcome. But uh, we'll work it from there. Meanwhile, let me get everything rolling over here because we we actually need to go ahead and do that. So with five minutes on the clock. Uh, I'm probably going to get a whole bunch of hell for this one, but you know what? I don't care. Your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Pre-auto-tune. Some of you people are old enough to remember back before auto-tune was a thing. And some of you know full well that auto-tune was actually used for actual scientific use once upon a time ago, or at least not in the method that it's used now, obviously. But once upon a time ago, in a land called music, the way to really get good at music was to actually get good at music. Not all of us could be a Mozart or a Bach or Beethoven. Most of us couldn't. Most of us wouldn't. And that's okay. But we all had the opportunity to do what everybody hated to do. And that was, well, figure out the best way to get to Carnegie Hall. It's practice, practice, practice. I have been sorting through the music files that I've got, and I've got a significant number of files. I have literally tens of thousands of music files and sound effects and old-time radio podcasts. And there is a decidedly different feel from the stuff after the 90s versus before it, especially with the 70s and the 60s. There is, a, there is a huge difference in the way that recording technology has evolved over the decades, over the century that it's been, because the earliest recording I've got is from the end of the 1800s and it was actually the guy with the phonograph, or the similar of, saying Mary had a little lamb. Yes, I actually do have that recording in my collection. And then you move on into the era of the 30s and the 40s, and the big band, and the World War II era. And yeah, there was a difference in the sound, and yeah, it was tinny, but, you know, it it worked. 
And back in those days, there was a difference in how you approached music. You went at it as a craft. You were a professional musician because you knew your craft. Glenn Miller, you know, he, he had a lot of smarts about it and told his guys, when we're out on, when we're out on the road, you know, play the notes that are on the page. Don't improvise. Do what's on the page because that's what people want. They want to hear their records live. Okay, Glenn. And they did it. And they were successful. So successful that the Glenn Miller Orchestra has been performing every year since its inception in the late 30s. And there was no way of screwing around with what you were doing. In the studios these days, you can you can digitally edit anything. You can you need to drop in a, a trumpet player playing a, a high A. Okay, just give me give me a high A. Okay, but okay, we'll just we'll just drop that into the uh, we'll just drop that in where we need that. Don't worry, we'll just drag drop boom done. It's in the mix done. Nah, man, nah, man. It used to be that if you wanted that piece in there, you recorded. You got in there with the tape, and you went end to end. You recorded the whole damn song. In some cases, we're talking upwards of six minutes for Bohemian Rhapsody as a finished product. How many hours went into that? Yes, autotune is a tool. Yes, it can make things easier because it's a new tool, because it's quicker, it's faster, it's in a lot of ways more efficient. But that doesn't always give you all of what you want. It doesn't give you all of what you need. And sometimes you don't even realize it. And if you want to see what the big difference is, take a listen to the guys on stage when they're doing a live performance there's some guys that'll go out there and they'll do a three-hour set and you get done with it and they're sweating their pits off and you're wondering how in the hell could they be doing this? And then you got the guys that go out there and they've got a bank of computers making sure that they sound the way that they're supposed to. You want to know how much I really appreciate good Musicianship? Three words. Dolly, Parton, Jolene. This is episode 276 on the docket you run of schools in. For the last couple of weeks, uh, the school systems here in the U.S. have been ramping up and kids have been going back to school because, well, you know, that's it's that time of year again. Uh, some areas earlier, of course, uh, my little one is going to be starting up later this week. And um, as a matter of fact, next week end, uh, I will be going back to the college that my late wife and I met each other at and doing my my yearly pilgrimage, picking up a case of wine, leaving flowers in the band room, getting dinner at the Chinese restaurant, because I do that every year, the day that we met. There's a story behind that, but that'll be for another day. 
But since school is starting up again, it's probably a good idea for us to kind of remember some pieces about why education is important, what you get out of it, and how education really doesn't end even if you've gotten your diploma or don't have your diploma or whatever the case may be. Somebody better put it, so long as you're breathing, you should be learning something. Because once you're not, you can't. I may be paraphrasing that one just a little bit, but be that as it may. I did go looking up before the show to see if there's any additional news on uh, the situation for Rafe Badawi. I have no new information at this point. Just stuff that's recycled from uh, a month ago at this point. Unfortunately, more the norm than not. Sadly. Which means, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been... Seven years, two months, 18 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we are still hoping. We're waiting on you. So, let's deal with, uh, let's deal with the first item up for bids. We know full well that public education is, um, in many areas of the world compulsory 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 sorry for children and I, I use this term loosely for a second here typically 18 years and down because well after you're 18 you are usually an emancipated person you are then at the age of majority or beyond and you are no longer a, a ward of your parents or your parental units. So the fun part about this one for me is I actually get to say with a completely straight face, for those of you that hate socialism, congratulations. You think complete social ignorance is the way to go. Good job. School districts are publicly funded, which means your tax dollars at work, which means people are all paying in to get an unequal share out because some people have kids, some don't. Welcome to an actual socialist program that works. Thank you very much. Don't you love that argument right there? Don't all talk at once. <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. That's fine. You know. Sorry, what? I'm over. I'm over here sneezing my damn head off. So, that's all right. Um, Joe, I think it was you. Uh, wasn't it you that would that would uh, quote? Uh, was it uh, John Green about paying taxes, or was it Hank? Uh, I believe it's John. And now I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Do you remember the quote better than I do? I think you do. Yeah, you know why I pay taxes. Because I don't want to live in a world full of stupid people. I don't have I don't have kids. I have no reason, no personal interest in the education programs that my state uh, funds. But 
I still pay my taxes for them because I don't want to live with a bunch of idiots. And admittedly, you know, you get through the equivalent of, well, in the United States, it's uh, the end of secondary education is what's typically referred to as 12th grade or your senior year of high school. Usually uh, kids are graduating at 17 or 18 years of age at that point. So, admittedly, at that age, you're not going to know everything, but you're definitely going to know a damn sight more than, well, most people that go through a private, very, very hyper-privatized education. And I'm specifically referring to homeschools. Um, That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing about a public school as opposed to like homeschool. It's not just the academic element. There's also the, for lack of a better term, the social element. Because, you know, I hear this a lot these days uh, from about kids, you know, Oh, they're, they, they have social anxiety. They have trouble dealing with crowds. They have trouble with this. They have trouble with that. And I, I often wonder how much of that, I mean, maybe there's something medical behind it. I don't know. But I also wonder how much of it has to do with, could it be because the kid spends, you know, 18 hours a day in front of a computer and just has absolutely no idea how to deal with because they have not been exposed? Like, th this is a lot of what I see. these, And what I find is, what I learned is, you know, in school, you are forced to deal with other people. You make friends. You also, sadly, probably make enemies. You make rivals. You also meet people who could potentially become a, a love interest at some point. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it's one way by which, you know, people actually you don't communicate with each other. Yeah. So like, like I'm all for, I'm all for a public, a publicly funded school system that, <clears throat> that will teach what needs to be taught. You know, the, the three R's especially because those are the building blocks for everything else. Agreed. You know? Yeah. I, and the sadly, when it comes to homeschooling, unfortunately, a lot of the, the stigma of, of homeschooling has been tied into a heavy focus on religion. Well, religious indoctrination. Yes. And, and the fact that it is, you know, you obey my my god of choice because i am your parental unit and this is what i say goes because this is my house yeah uh there are uh there are a lot of uh unfortunately the majority of cases where we hear about problems with homeschooling where it is religiously oriented mm -hmm. which is which is a problem not in the not in the terms of we have a problem with people teaching about religion, which is its own piece. We do, but that's 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 kind of sidelined to this. 
The biggest problem is that these religious teachings are typically at the expense of the rest of what would yes. otherwise be a core curriculum. Yeah, th We're this gonna... whole thing, you know, teach the controversy. There is no controversy, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, in, in this case, specifically referring to things like uh, scientific discovery of things like uh, biological selection for advantageous traits. For those of you or that don't want to change to over time. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is uh, annoying for what it's worth, by the way. Oh, and uh, and uh, by the way, uh, who 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 was it? Uh, Trippin, by the way, earlier had said that uh, you don't like the new size because you can't see, you know, my my face get red when I drink too much. I've coffee tonight, so that's not even an issue. Uh, we're we're thinking about a couple of things. We may we may do uh, things about it. So don't mm -hmm. worry about it. Uh, there there may be a way of dealing with it. Anyway, where I was going to go was um, there are exceptions to those bad actors. There is one, you know what? Uh, I, I was, I was going to name, uh, I was going to name names, but I don't think that I should, uh, uh, that I should do that uh, in, in good conscience. There is an artist that I know personally, who is an exceptionally good artist is self-taught in a lot of techniques that they do, is a writer, is a wonderful personality, is someone that I like a lot, platonically people, thank you very much. They are someone I enjoy being around. Funny, smart, was homeschooled by parents who themselves were educators and knowledgeable and imparted good information to them. And yes, I'm using neutral pronouns at this point because it doesn't matter who it is. People like this exist. The most important part is not the artist that I'm referring to, but the fact that their parents were the right type to do that. They knew what they were doing, and that's that's something that unfortunately not everybody is is qualified to do, and that's the problem. Qualification. And you know, there, there's nothing wrong with with saying that. You know, I <laughs> I just about got into a debate with somebody today about an educational thing, and what I ended up saying was. You know, when I started in university, hmm. I got into engineering. I was going to be a chemical engineer with a, with a minor in computer science. You do realize that would have put you in cahoots with, uh, with uh, Dr. Conway. Yes. Okay. That, just, that, just saying. Yeah, that pipe dream lasted exactly four months when I realized that as smart as I thought I was, and as smart as everyone, all of my peers and friends and family thought I was, I wasn't that smart. So, you know, I 
I flipped. I went to computer science. I eventually left university, went to college, uh, you know, a technical school instead because I wanted hands-on, boots-on-the-ground experience that would get me a job. I got it. But that was an acknowledgement that the engineering field was not for me. My best friend at the time is now a mechanical engineer working out east uh, for one of the larger oil companies, designing platforms. So, you know, it worked for him, but not for me. And such happens. Yeah. Suffice it to say, people play to, should play to their strengths. And if you happen to be better at one thing than you are at another, then that's the route you should go, despite what everyone else thinks. You know, you... um you know, let's say you're a hell of a cook. You have a love for it. You decide to go into the trades and become a chef. But there's pressure that you should become something else because it's, I don't know, more empowering or, or something. But if you're, if you're good at creating like incredible gourmet dishes that could be served in the finest restaurants in the world and you could make a ridiculous amount of cash. Why would you then for the sake of whatever principle switch into something that you're going to regret for the rest of your life? That's, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's a, there's a piece that Stephanie has just put, uh, well, actually just a, a little bit ago, uh, because, uh, Stephanie and Felix are having a, a little bit of a discussion with everything else going on mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of an important piece uh she's saying that um you have to be educated at least one level above whatever you are teaching yes there there's additional nuance to go along with that not the least of which is and i forget who the hell it was that said it uh but the idea that anything that you want to teach you should be able to understand to the level that you can explain it clearly to someone who has no idea on the topic itself. Do you remember there was an episode of the Simpsons years ago where Bart had to take this exam where he'd be held back a grade and he studied and he studied and he studied and he flunked and he broke, he broke down, he fell apart. And he, in his rant to his teacher about how hard he studied, he made a reference to something that he had studied, and it was like it was spot on. Well, Mrs. Krabappel, the teacher, reached into her desk, pulled out a book, and flipped. It, it was like you know the teacher's answer key to, to see if he was right. This and does that, sound. This does sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. But that struck a chord with me because, well, like you said, um, a way that you should be able to to explain it in an articulated manner. I think I think there are a lot of teachers out there that that can't or just don't have that ability, but. You know, this is the life they've chosen. You know, 
I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking up uh, I'm looking up a, a quote and I don't remember who it was that said it. Um uh, I'm I'm crap. This is a this is a pain name. Okay. The the quote and I may be paraphrasing it uh improperly is that uh, there are no bad teacher sorry there are no bad students only bad teachers and i thought this was uh from one of the greek uh teacher philosophers but uh, i went looking really quickly and my google foo is coming up with um the karate kid so yeah i i don't know i've I've always thought of it in terms of a good teacher should be able to not only impart the knowledge to someone so that they can understand it, but is able to instill a modicum of interest for knowing the answer, for knowing whatever the topic is, even somewhat, so that you don't have whoever your student is just completely shutting down and being absolutely completely just bleh. Which is annoying. But be that as it may, uh, the idea of having people who are knowledgeable at least one step above in order to get the information across, yeah, that's a problem for uh, for a lot of folks. And... There are some there are some parent groups who homeschool as a group for whom they are they have enough knowledge on on how to do this. Some you start getting into uh, high school level stuff, you start having a problem because now you got to be dealing with stuff where you've got like needs for laboratory time. To mm-hmm. actually have practical experience in dissecting frogs or running chemical analysis or using marbles to find out how much surface area changes with water speed runs in a in a big I'm not the only one that did that in earth science right uh no i uh not so much about the marbles but the the frogs the chemistry the um mm-hmm. the physics um my, my chem teachers were awesome. They always love to blow shit up. <laughs> <clears throat> That's good. Uh, Stephanie has got a thing uh, I'm going to get to. Uh, Stephanie had said, uh, Shujin, you're overlooking whole families who think education is for the others. I- I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. That is actually one of the bullet points I'm thinking about. So you, you, don't don't lead the bit just yet. We're, we're, we're getting yeah. to that. Because now that you're back, by the way, you're, you're, you're good, Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, nope, it's okay. It's okay. You're you're good. That's 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 the most important part. So yeah. now, as memory serves, um, you had a little bit of experience with um, non-standard educational experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I did. Now we we were we we were kind of going with the whole idea of look 
families will do, but we're not going to concentrate on the religious aspect of it all first. We're looking at the the ability of those folks to be able to be qualified for the teaching part. But now that you're back, we can actually kind of delve a little bit more into the, well, what happens when the religious folks think that that's more important than a core curriculum? You People will notice, by the way, I'm specifically staying away from common core as a, a, a direct term. There's a reason for that. I'll get to that one, too, because that's another bullet point. Sorry. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you have some homeschooling families who actually don't homeschool at all. All they do is make the kids read the Bible and memorize Bible verses. Some say they can get away with that, like Texas, because um, they're, they're not held to any standards. And in other cases, you have parents trying to teach that maybe didn't get past eighth grade. Yeah, and so that we know full well, it isn't just the Christians that do this. The Hasidic Jewish community especially Mm -hmm. has been under fire for exactly this thing. The uh, Islamic societies, uh, communities, sorry, have also had similar problems, and they get called out on it too. And and I would hazard to say that it's not just religious groups either. That's true. Like you've got – you got somebody living in, you know, and, and okay, I'm not throwing shade at any industry here, but you've got somebody, uh, a family who's owned a farm for, you know, they could trace it back to, to the, to the civil war. Okay. You know, th- there's history there. Sure. And there, there and, are a number of families that are still doing that. Family, uh, family farming is still a thing in yeah, yeah. a lot of communities. Yeah. But, but they would find that's more important. They'd put that over education. Yeah, so they would they would hold their kids back because they want to keep the farm going. Mm-hmm. Because if they leave or if they, you know, gasp, get a more worldly view on things, they might not want to stick around the farm. They might not want to keep up the 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 family tradition. And that's another one. The, the the family tradition thing, you know, our family's always been in this business. Therefore you have to be in this business too. And if it, if a more rounded education could put the desire to be in that business in jeopardy, then people are going to hold their kids back. You yeah. Know? There's a, um, Oh, uh, the, uh, Amish community is an excellent example on that. Yes, we will we will teach you all of what we've got, but for what is it, two weeks, a month? Um rump rumpstuka? I think is what it is. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that's forgive my mispronunciation if I got it wrong. This one I I'm just suddenly thinking off the top of my head. Yes, we will we will allow you to go ahead and go out there to the rest of the world and see how it is out there, the the dark and cynical world that it is out there and you can choose for yourself with a clear conscience if you want to stay out there with that dirty hedonistic group or you want to come back to the family and be with the community that loves you and wants to take care of you yeah that's that's not at all creepy rumspringer thank you so yeah that's that's not at all creepy 
when you think of it in those terms. And it's kind of the same thing with exactly that. We're family farms that where they want to keep the tradition and, and only so much education so that you know how to rebuild the tractor when it breaks down or, or how to rotate the crops and get the nitrogen back into the soil and all that happy horse shit Mm -hmm. in, in some cases, literally. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's face it. I mean, yeah. out, out here where I live and I'm out in the freaking boonies of, of Western New York, you know, there are, there are farms, there are family farms, uh, and manure is one of those things where you, you, you till it into the oh, soil to, to put the nitrogen back in because it's, it's natural. It's naturally occurring. And let's not get into the whole, well, it's not chemicals. Yeah, yeah it is. <sighs> Guys, everything's chemicals. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a meme I've seen. Um, and it's, it's a then and now where you have, like, this is another thing to think about. Where you have the, uh, the, the, the then frame has the parent yelling and screaming at the kid, how dare you come home with an F? And then the now is the parents at the school screaming at the teacher, how dare you give my precious little boy an F? Mm -hmm. And and this is another thing. You know, it's... to, to, To add a little bit more context onto that, as somebody who wanted to be an educator once upon a time ago, you also have screwing from the other side, the administration. Yep. Get them through the system. And why are you holding someone back? Why, how do you justify this? And then the educator themselves, who is looking at the whole damn thing and going, this kid needs, or they're going to fail even more spectacularly later. And you're not listening to me. Yeah. And that's probably the worst part about the whole damn thing. Yeah. Why why is he not graduating with his friends? Because he's still sticking glue sticks up his nose. (laughs) Which he's been doing since grade two. You know, I I get it. And and that's the other thing that really makes me shake my head, is this whole... Kids are either being passed over or being ignored when they need help. And so some people say, well, well, then why go to school? Why, why do this? I'll tell you why. And this goes back to that. I said, did I talk about this last week? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, no, just, I, I got into a really, after the show last discussion with a lot of people in the club afterwards and oh boy, <laughs> Did it get, uh, it got lively, not, not bad. Just the, I think we, we broke every rule that a DJ should, uh, should not break. It's a good thing. I wasn't broadcasting. Yeah. We'll see about that. Uh, and, um, uh, tripping and Felis, I'm going to hit on that uh, item in, uh, just a couple of seconds when we, uh, yeah. when we get past this one. But anyways, um, if you don't want to go to college, you don't, you shouldn't feel compelled to go to college just because, you know, it's what the smart kids do. I would, I, I would dispute that one to the ends of the earth, actually. Um, 
But if you're going to function in this world such as it is, there are some things that you need. You need to be able to read. You need to be able to write. And a lot of people will, will tell me, well, can't they just type it on a keyboard? No. Yes, they can. But I still think some form of handwriting is still a good thing to have. And I'll, I'll carry that one to my grave, you know? Yeah. You also need, you need a certain level of mathematics. I'm not saying you have to be able to, you know, calculate the angular, calculate an angle, you know, so that if you're throwing a ball at something, you're going to bounce it off. I'm not saying you have to know that in depth. But to be able to count, to be able to, you know, I have $20. I want this thing that costs $15. What will I have left afterwards? There are some people who just don't know that. And they're grade 12 graduates. The thing is, in order to even be a, be a functioning member of society so that you can contribute you can stand on something and springboard off into what is going to be your life you need that foundation and as much as some groups want to poo-poo that and say that oh well that's just that just makes you part of the system that just makes you part of the the machine yeah it does and the fact that you're able to sit there and stare down your nose at me is because you sir or madam have benefited from said machine so cut the hypocrisy and teach these kids what they need to survive in this world. I soapbox on the show too much. I apologize. What the hell do you think the show is for? Yeah, but it seems like it seems like I just talk too much. <laughs> and I don't. I have basically an extra 10 minutes at the front and the back in order to get my own pieces out. I, I know, I know, my show, my rules, whatever. Shut up, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so we do, we do still have a couple of things, uh, a couple of bullet points that I need to get to, but um, this one came up from both Trippin and Felis almost at the same time. Uh, Trippin had said participation trophies ain't helping at all. Felis had uh, typed almost, almost right on the heels of that because it looked like it basically came in at the same time. They were both thinking it. Uh, yeah. The no student left behind was one of the worst things created. Let me, let me handle the no student left behind idea first. It was happening long before somebody actually coined that expression and put it out there as codified law. Okay. The idea that like we were saying before, Everybody is supposed to graduate with their friends at the same rate. And why, why is somebody failing and not being allowed to graduate? Oh, please. It was done. It was a social thing and it was being done even before anybody tried to do that whole piece. So the idea that that was the problem because somebody actually put it out there in, 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 in actual words Nah, man, this, this, this was, this was already in place. The complaint about the participation trophies. Yeah. Who actually makes the trophies? Who assigns the trophies? Who went ahead and did the whole thing? 
it ain't the kids. It's the people who want to glorify that they have the smart kids, that they have the ones that have actually tried to do their thing. The kids who are getting the trophy that says, yeah, congratulations, you were you were here today. Yeah, they, they, they don't want that. They don't care about that. They look at it and they're just, yeah, I... I was here. Yeah. As, as someone who got one of those, we used to have a, no, like fitness Canada used to have a thing in school here where for a couple of months out of the school year, you had to participate in this Canada wide fitness thing. And it was, it was an athletics thing. So there were certain activities you were expected to do, uh, like a flexed arm hang. Um, we had similar stuff over here. Running, sprinting, endurance run. Okay, Shujin, you've met me. Yeah, you know, you, you take one look at me, you probably think, yeah, he can't run for shit. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It depends <clears throat> how, how big how big a grizzly is behind you. Hmm. Okay, the um, liberal application of adrenaline to the system has never been tested. So that, that that's a fair point. That is a fair point. I dare say they're trying to communicate. Yes. Oh, and... Bridget just left, and now she's back. Yes. Is it me? No, it's, I, I think Joseph came in. Yeah. Oh. Joseph, uh, if you're listening, and I'm assuming that you are, uh, yes, I did mute you because uh, the sound that we were getting from you was uh, wrong. Yeah, I'm it's still getting it. You're, you're still getting Oh, because I muted him on my side. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's painful. Yeah. There you go. So uh I guess we will we will see. Yeah. When he comes well, back, if if things yeah. are working correctly, you know, I'll 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 bring him in proper. Yeah. Anyways. Um so yeah, at the end of the year, you know, the the jocks got the golds and the silvers and the bronzes. And I got a little red and white participation pin for, you know for for trying at least. And that was, that was an ego blow to me because uh, I mean, again, it proved that again, there were things I was good at and things I wasn't good at. And you know, if, if I'd gotten nothing, it would have been exact. Actually, I think if I'd gotten nothing, it would have been better. Because, you know, it's like, to me, the participation trophy feels like a, it's pity. Yeah. And I don't need your freaking pity. You know? Now, of course, I had other priorities in my life. I was the intellectual. I was the bookworm. I was the I was the nerd. You know? Yep. Join the club. The the, the fact that I ended up growing growing up to be taller than most of the jocks and Yeah, when I when I did lose my temper, there was kind of a reference to a rabid weasel every now and again, but well, badger. Um, <laughs> but, but no, the thing is I, to me, it just felt, it felt more humiliating to get a participation trophy than to just not get anything. You know, I mean, yeah, you, you take the lump, you swallow the bitter pill and you ask yourself, okay, can I improve next time? Sure. Do I want to? Is this something that I want to put my whole heart into? And the answer to that turned into no. Now, when 
swimming became part of it. Then I left a few people in the dust. Figuratively in the, speaking. In my day, no, in my day, I was a good swimmer. But um, again, I knew what my strengths were. I knew what my weaknesses were. And I didn't need some little pity trophy to stroke my fragile ego because I, well, and, and you know, my parents taught me, you know, there's things you're good at, the things you're not good at. Find out what you're good at and play to your strengths. And that's, <laughs> that's what I've been doing for my entire life. Now we will. Uh, Mac. That's better. Yep, I have <laughs> nothing at the moment. Uh, Joseph, do we have you at this point? I have no audio, and I do not have you muted currently. Parlez-vous anglais? Okay, so at the moment we don't have any audio uh, from you, so we'll, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see how that turns out. All right, so backtracking a little bit, uh, only because I'm I'm going to lose track really quickly. No, uh, where was it that I was? Uh, oh, all right, Common Core. The term has gotten a huge. Hold on. The term has gotten an incredibly huge and incorrect stigmatization. Sure, I'm using the right terminology. Let's go with that. It's been stigmatized for completely incorrect reasons. The idea of common core is something that the United States is actually in need of. In other countries where education is handled at a federal level, everybody learns at the same rate. Whether Perfect example. If you were in Ibuski in Japan, all the way to the south, you would learn year by year at the same course rate as students who were in Kobe, all the way in the north. And all points in between every year there are certain there are certain things that are supposed to be taught to each student as you go up from year to year in smaller countries and let's face it most countries in the world are smaller than the US you know you have the ability of making sure that pretty much everybody when they get through their public education system are for the most part on par with each other. They've, for the most part, got the same levels of stuff. There are differences, of course, because, you know, everybody's different, but everybody's supposed to have at least a base level of what's going on. Here in the United States, the education is left to the individual states, of which there are really more than 50 when you really come down to it. And even inside of each of those states, different communities 
have different things that they want taught in each school district, even though the state level will say everybody's supposed to know about these different things and at this level and such, and sometimes it translates, sometimes it doesn't, because, well, you know, education is expensive and some areas simply don't have the money to invest properly which is a whole other thing unto itself. Be that as it may, the idea of Common Core was supposed to be at the federal level to tell all of the states when a first grader graduates, they should know how to do this. Second grade should know how to do this, and on and on, so that when you get through, theoretically, Everybody should be pretty much at the same level, or at least have a modicum of knowledge consonant to everybody else. The problem is, all of a sudden, those that want to go ahead and screw with the education and don't want to invest in it or don't have the money or can't or whatever the case may be, all complain because state rights. Remember... If the federal government doesn't already have it enumerated, it goes to the state. And if you start stepping all over state rights, well, we're just going to go ahead and give you all kinds of shit about it when this would actually be for the common good of the country. So what do we do when that happens? We completely stigmatize it and say it's the devil's work in other terms and then completely lambast it and tell everybody that's a bad thing and states' rights, you're getting trampled on and all that happy horse shit. Before we go into that, uh, Joseph, do you have a mic at this point? I do. There hey. you are. So, joining us from on. Over the Water, Joseph in Paris, good morning. Good morning. And let me I just... have to do a last-second re-rig... Uh... I don't know what you guys are hearing before, but sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was it was bad. Oh, uh, what, what what did it sound like? Uh, later, it, it, it was it was it was basically just it, 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 it was it was somebody speaking Bert to a very dim child. Yeah, it was it was basically just <laughs> wall of effectively the equivalent of a, a ground loop hum, only worse, yeah. far and away okay. worse. Sounds of the apocalypse. Yes, but you're here now, and that's the important part. So, hi. Glad you were able to make it. Hi. Uh, So, now... What's the topic? (laughs) Education. Oh, we're talking about edumacation. Or the lack thereof. Or or the lack thereof. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm actually trying to read the uh, the live chat to see what kind of uh, feedback we got on that one. Um, Bridget, since uh, since I kind of went through that, and and you were you're one of those people for whom you know uh, I came out of my schooling and then went to college, and all of a sudden, uh, what? I think you're probably in in a better position to kind of explain where the idea, if there had been actual standardized education expectations 
how much different that would have been for you making that transition from equivalent secondary education to um, the, you know, beyond. I kind of put you on the spot there, I know. Are you, you me? Yes, yeah. that's that's why I said Bridget. You probably would be you 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 missed that part, did you? Where I actually addressed you by name. I did. I zoned out. I'm sorry. Well, no worries. I'm like really, really tired. No, it's it's, it's understandable. What? And, and Bridget, you, yeah. you really have to iron. You really have to iron that backdrop. I'm not ironing anything. <laughs> it's not mine. Yeah, I know where you are. That was a joke I was used to make with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have kiddies that are vying for attention, and ugh. Hmm. Okay, so let's back up. What were you going to ask me? <laughs> the idea of uh, oh, and um, okay, so Joey is going to be uh, rebooting in a couple of seconds to try to. Hmm. His system is locking up pretty pretty bad, so we'll, we'll have him back momentarily. Okay. Anyway, let me uh, pop that away. Oh, and now everybody's place is moved. See, I can move everything on the fly. See, Dallin, Dallin will be able to appreciate that later. Uh, the idea that if if there had been, even for homeschooling, standardized standardized levels of proficiency that were expected at each grade level, whether homeschooled or not, how much of a difference that would have been for you making the transition out from homeschooled equivalent of secondary education, such as it was, to the post-secondary college level. I'm sure it would make a huge difference. Um, There are some states that do have standardized testing that has to be done, whether you're homeschooled or not. I think that ought to be required everywhere, but states' rights. You know. And so so there's no common, you know, the, the, these are what you're expected to master, you know, before you graduate. I mean, there's none of that. Yeah. Up here, when I was in school, we used to have, um, and we used to hate these, uh, for, for one week, we would have to, we would get these tests handed to us. And they were all the questions were multiple choice and you could, you had some scrap paper beside you to, you know, to work out math problems and stuff, but you'd have to fill out on this sheet that looked like a computer card. Mm-hmm. Oh, the you scantrons. Know? Yeah. It, it was something like that. And, you know, you'd fill out a B C D or whatever. Yeah. The, uh, and the, we had to use a number two pencil and it had to be filled in a certain way and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, uh, the standardized uh, one that you're talking about, the brand name is Scantron. Uh, there may be different yeah. versions, but generally speaking, yeah. that's a term that scares fear into the heart yeah. of every student. Yes. Sorry, I should have really but turned the The thing is, but. like, we had these compulsory standardized tests, and these were nationwide. And we never yipped about provincial rights because, well, the, the Fed... I I, th- I think the Fed does 
spit out some cash for for the nation in terms of education. So people would fill these out or we'd fill these out and then the the federal education board or whatever would get a chance to look at okay, so Manitoba's doing on average this well, Saskatchewan is doing this well, Alberta is doing this well. Um where are the deficiencies and what can we do to try to like what what's what's going on? And I guess if you get below a certain threshold, there's an investigation. So the I don't know if they do it anymore, but there was an effort made back when I was in school to try to settle out those checks and balances from or for education to make sure that we were at a relatively competent level for the grade we were in. Being programmed right. Well, see here. Okay. No, I'm I'm going to dispute that. Because th- this has nothing to do with programming, and you 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 miss what I was talking about before, uh, Joseph, about K to twelve. Oh, what time? gives you no gives you the foundation to stand on, so that you can go forward and become the radical rebel, free thinker you want to be. But if you oh. if you if you're an idiot from kindergarten all the way up to you're eighteen, you're going to be an idiot for the rest of your life. Because you yeah, have okay. no direction to go, you you have you don't even have an inkling of what direction to go because you don't know that you can go in a direction. Hmm. Or what year did these tests come out? Uh, this was like or what 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 grade? Sorry, th- this is between grade grade three and grade seven, I think. Okay. All right. So early on. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it was early on so that they could test how well you were being taught. You know the basics, and this had nothing to. There was no, this was not social studies. This was not, uh, not much for science per se. This was math. This was spelling. This was the, this was the raw basics of education. Sorry for my, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I apologize, Joseph. Um, when it comes to kids getting taught properly, it's a hot point for me because I, you know, and I really think that I, I think kids do need something, you know, you, you can't fix a car without the right tools. Mm. And if you don't have that toolbox and you walk into a garage saying, I'm a mechanic. No, you're not. Yeah. And let's just go ahead and uh, I'll, I, don't, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to go on record as saying I effing hated spelling tests because English. Oh, my God. What the? Frick, were you guys thinking, you Anglo-Saxon yes. bastards? But, oh but my god! Think of it now. I know it could be Welsh. Oh, well, <laughs> that's not quite where I was going. Well, but 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 th- think of this, okay? And and call it point of privilege, whatever you want to say. But you are entrenched in one of the most complex languages on the planet. That is, and the fact that you can articulate in that language most well, times. I, I try to, yeah, thanks. Well, as much as anybody, that's saying something, you know, and, and it was like these tests. I, we despised them growing up, but looking back, understanding what they were for, it almost makes you want to go back and wish I'd studied a little bit harder. Not completely understand. No? Uh, 
also, by the way, uh, Felis had uh, had uh, and and Doc Waxen uh, were talking about stuff. Uh, Doc Waxen, seventeen years in retail. I'm teaching newcomers constantly. Okay, this is to kind of be expected that one would expect that newcomers to a job would need to be taught various things specific to the job. But what Felis finished off with is the piece that pissed me off, and I'll tell you why. Felis said, I agree. I have worked cashier positions where they have told me not to count back the change. My first job, and I've talked about this too many times to count, was a local pharmacy, family-owned. I was taught... When you're going to go ahead and give the change back, even if the register shows how much you're given back, and it was one of the old style, where it had, it was powered, but in an emergency, there was a hand crank that we could plug in, because, you know, hurricane season, Long Island, power goes out, what what are you going to do? It was one of those old, big metal ones, where it was, you know, big-ass buttons, where tick, 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 hit enter, and the numbers come up, you know, on 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 a panel in the... If you watch cartoons, you know what I'm talking about. But even if it came back and told you how much change to give, you gave the change first, you made sure that you spoke back how much that change adds up the total to, and then you hand out the bills to the customer, and you made sure that they acknowledged it, so that both parties knew exactly what was going on. Nobody, nobody was screwing anybody over. But I got one for you. But but yes, this is becoming a lost art because the efficiency numbers are some of the big problems. I know there are machines now that will just go ahead and spit out the change. I get that. Don't get me wrong. That's actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool. See the stuff come down and, and into the little mm-hmm. swirly bowl. I like that. But um. The idea of not acknowledging with the customer, the the loss of that kind of piece is not just the maths, but it's also the actual humanity with people. People are no longer, um, they're no longer customers, they're just another metric of how fast are you pushing the product out the door. Mm Mm-hmm. When I worked, um, when I was in college, one of my jobs was selling, well, I, I was a, I was a hawker, a vendor at the saddle dome. I was one of the guys who would walk up and down the stairs with the tray of food or drinks or, and later beer. You don't have a calculator. The items are not always for sale with the round number. Yeah, stick that in your common core. Because let me tell you, you had to come up with, no, somebody wants um, uh, a Coke, a licorice, a popcorn, and a candy bar. And they're all different prices, like $225 for one thing, $375 for another, $425 for another. And you have to add that up on the fly in your head. Okay, I'm I'm 
I'm missing a piece here somewhere then. Well, well, well no, just we, we were talking about Common Core. Or, and the whole thing about, uh, you know, not counting change back. It's just, you have to, in, in a situation like that, you're just, you really have to think on your feet. This is what I'm saying. So having that good foundation of mathematics that you were taught in school is the only thing that's going to save your ass. Um, yes. I think I'm missing the, I think I'm missing the point somewhere Mm. that we, that we, that we need to have the, uh, the, the teachings in math or that the Style is is a problem. Or, uh, like I, I said, I think I'm trying to say that Common Core doesn't really apply to. Uh, yeah, Common Core is the two step process, whereas, well, or more process, whereas um, <clears throat> adding a list of uh, diversely items or diver- diversely priced items is uh, on the fly is uh, bean. No, I know, I know, and I get that. I remember the first days, like in my. Um, my early years when I was younger, um, the, the cashier at the, the the grocery store would have to type in manually every price that was on every ticket. And some of the boy could some of those. Oh my god! Yeah, just like without even looking. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, my ex-wife. Uh, well, and, and of course they still have to. Um... Well, okay, when she applied for cashier's job at the grocery store here, she was actually, she had to be tested on keystrokes on a keypad, and she actually had to hit a certain number of characters per per minute or whatever in order for her to be even considered for the job, even though there was the scanner. But, you know, for, uh, for produce, you still have to fire in the code and actually, you still have to do it today. You know, you see uh, somebody gets a, a bunch of bananas. They put them on the scale, but then they have to go produce 4011, which is the four-digit code for bananas. And apparently, it's universal <laughs> uh, everywhere I've been. So they have to know the codes, but they also have to be able to type type them in. So there, there's still a requirement for them to be proficient on t- at typing. Bridget, you look like you're about to pass out. Uh, yeah, and you maybe you should. Yeah, I think I should probably go to bed. Yeah, because <laughs> you're. Like... Otherwise, we're going to have another. T- <laughs> and you've got this kind of bohemian, yeah. bohemian I promise lighting. I haven't been drinking anything other than my lemonade. <laughs> you've just been traveling. All right, so in this case, I'd, I'd call it bohemian lullaby. Close. All right. Meanwhile. You have yourself a good evening. Um, do your plug anyway, just to, just to really quickly. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Bridget Fitch. You can find me at my blog, BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com, or you can see us on Beyond the Trailer Park, uh, Monday, 9.30 Eastern. Cool. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Rest well. Um Thank you. Be in touch and uh, let me know when we're gonna because we're gonna we're gonna get to see each other. Yay! I know, I know. I'm so excited about that. Cool. And get to play tourist. All right, you take care of yourself <laughs> and rest well. You too. Okay, night. 
So I get to turn off her thing, move this around. So she, she's that heretic woman now. Yes, she yep. is. Uh, yeah, okay, got it. So move everything around. There we go. Anyway, uh, yeah, there was a there was a mention that uh, uh, Doc Waxen had done, which uh, I, you know, funny enough, I was a little bit surprised about. Doing a little research, I found this, this is him writing. Uh, I found out the U.S. has six common coin denominations, and I thought about it for a couple of seconds, and I it, it took me several seconds to remember what the coin denominations are. But the U.K. has eight. That I did not realize. Um, in the U.S., and yes, I, I typed this whole damn thing out. In the U.S., it's the penny. Now, this is this is where it gets really funny. Because here in the U.S., we have two ways of doing it. There is the name of the coin, and then the value of the coin, which is really dumb. Because people who are visiting are just like, uh, what, what, nickel? Is that what it's? Oh, you mean the five cent? Oh, okay, okay, that, okay. Because we're we're the only ones stupid enough to do that, I think. All right, so the penny, the nickel, uh, one cent, five cent, the dime, 10 cents, the quarter, 25 cents, the half dollar, which is 50 cents, which you don't see very often anymore. And then there are various design styles of $1 coin. In the UK, it's the, now, if, if I remember right, it's the pence. If I remember right, I believe they carried back the, uh, the name when they went through, uh, the, uh, what was it called Des- decimalization day? I think that's what it was called. Crap, I forgot what it was. Anyway, uh, so it's 1P, 2P, which, okay, that seems a little weird to me, but whatever. Well, five, one pence, tuppence, five pence, well, ten pence. Yes. Yeah. 20, 50. Half crown? No, they don't do that anymore. Don't start. <laughs> don't start with me on that one. Uh, one pound and two pound coins. Uh, and yes, it is the pence. And um, yeah, for those of you that remember uh, uh, Mary Poppins, yes, the two pence coin was commonly mispronounced as the tuppence mm-hmm. because that's that's kind of you know what happens um, um the buck yes the loony well the toonie now ho- ho- hold on a second because i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get you to that um yes here in the u.s we know for well the the dollar bill is typically, in some cases, referred to as the buck in slang or the greenback. Well, versus, uh, for instance, over in over in the UK, the pound will be slang used as the quid. Ah, uh, yes. And there are certain ways to properly say it, and I'm one of the few Americans who apparently knows when to use it, when not to. But that's that's yeah. all because that's like that's like it's like nails on a blackboard when you do it. Okay. In Canada, quid pro quo. I'm, I'm sorry. Quid pro quo. No. Quid pro quo. Uh, that what, <laughs> I don't understand. That's a good usage of quid. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a different that's a different thing. Okay, um, coinage in Canada. Currently, 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 we have the five cent piece, the ten cent piece, the twenty five cent piece. Now. 
There are 50 cent pieces in circulation. Really? They're very, very rare. I've never seen one actually come out uh, of it. I saw one once, but um, this is like 20 years ago. Uh, then we have the dollar coin, commonly called the loony because there's a loon stamped on the back. Yep. Uh, then we have the $2 coin known as the toonie, which makes no freaking sense because there's a polar bear on the back. <laughs> now, you expect a toonie fish? I have no flipping clue. We could. What, what, yeah. Now, what's going to get me, and I, I think this is why all the furries are coming to Canada, because I have seen the designs. I have not seen one yet, though, but the designs for the $5 coin, which is going to have a wolf on the back. Ooh, that's news to me. So, well, again, the, this could have been thrown around. I'm not sure if they've done it yet, but. Uh, are they going to call that a woony? Well, you see, my, my biggest worry is that they're going to call it an awoo. So all the furries are coming north. Or next time I go to a fur con, I'm going to be requested to have a whole swack of $5 coins with me so that all the wolf furries can have their awoo coin. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Joy. It sounded better in my head. but That's um, okay. And uh, as, but, as, uh, as another piece, the reason why I told him currently in circulation is because, because the one cent piece no longer is produced and i think only banks will accept it as legal tender now no they're oh, no either. longer they're no longer accepting found out about that one they are well, they are now only good for going through the uh the presses when you go to a visitor's uh, a visitor's center and get the imprints well, on the if you've got a if you got a Texas Mickey full of them, I'd be willing to bet you could sell that sell it just for the fact that they're made out of copper. That's possible because copper prices are significant. Yep. And uh, Joseph, over in France, what kind of coinage do you guys actually have? The euro, but oh, um, it's yeah. all the 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 uh, one, the traditional one five ten, twenty. Uh, no half euros. Yeah, then straight to euro, but it's all in bills. There's no euro coins. Versus, as far in- as I know, in, not for circulation, anyways. There might have been something printed out uh, at so- the time when the euro came out. So everything there has, at very least, a base price of one euro? That, that doesn't seem... What do you mean? Well, okay, so... Like like here, our standard... Like the, the standard currency, like the, the, the base is the dollar. But you can buy something for 50 cents. So if the base is a euro over there, like are there other... Um, oh, maybe I, maybe I misspoke. Um, yeah, this, the... The coinage for yeah, the yeah, like like the, the traditional. Oh, okay. Like the, what we even have one one uh, one centime. Anything lower than a euro, it's a centime. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like okay. a cent, centime or cent. Okay, okay, yeah. which makes sense. That's basic. Yeah, it's uh, like the me. euro one 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 hundredth of a euro. Yeah, so it's also running the same decimalization as pretty much everybody else. The UK changing over to decimalization—that was a, that was. A, I, I uh, by the way, I, that was, that was bad. 
when I'm when I'm speaking with other uh, North Americans living in Europe, um, I tend to call the euro the buck as well. <laughs> as long as everybody understands. Now, uh, one of the piece, Dallin, as mm-hmm. far as the quote unquote paper money. And I say that very loosely because it ain't yeah. paper. Um, what is the lowest denomination currently in Canada? Currently in circulation, as far as I know, it is the $5, $5 note. Now. Uh, so we, we go 5, 10, 20, 50, 100, and I believe 1,000. I don't know if there's anything in between because I sure as hell ain't rich enough to have ever seen one. <laughs> Now, the reason why I'm kind of bringing this up is that Canada figured out, and here in the U.S. we've figured it out, that it's more expensive to print certain denominations than they're actually worth, but the difference is, in Canada, they actually looked at the facts and said, hmm, well, pennies are uh, worth this much and it costs this much to produce them that's uh wrong mm-hmm. yeah um we're we're not going to do that cuz we're uh, we're losing money on the deal oh yeah. the $1 note is uh worth this much and it costs this much to produce it yeah that's a negative also on that one uh let's just no longer do that and they were yeah. smart about it yeah so the replacement there was the coin which um, which works just perfectly fine because everybody said uh, do I still have my money? Okay. Yeah. Now, no some di- people, some people still, you know, would have the question then. Well, what if you go up to the cashier, you and you ring in your purchase, and it's um, three dollars and ninety-seven cents. You will, I, I believe, it, like it's all about rent now. I'm sorry, you you blanked out for a couple. Uh, uh, sorry, a it's all it's all about rounding. Correct. So, uh, ninety at three ninety seven. It's basically if you're handing over cash, it's four dollars. Now, if it was three dollars and four cents, you would hand three dollars. So the idea is that with the amount of rounding for so many purchases the average would work out to a person that they're not really losing money on the deal. Now, that being said, because the majority of purchases like retail purchases these days are done electronically, i.e. your debit card or through online, through PayPal or credit card or something like that. Well, there you can still have your, you know, something costs three ninety seven. You will pay three ninety seven because there's no actual physical cash exchanging hands. And part of me thinks that the only reason they were able to get away with uh, doing away with the penny is because of the fact that so much is done electronically these days. That these days paying with actual cash is more the rarity than you know tap swipe stick it in whatever. Yeah. When all is said and done, if you are looking to, uh, okay, we'll see. We lost Joseph now. All right. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, when all is said and done, 
you need to physically transfer um, money from mm-hmm. one location to another. I've worked in a bank. I know what it's like to have physical money transferred from the Federal Reserve to your local bank and have to check it in like it's any other inventory, which when you're working at a bank, that's exactly what it is. It's kind of weird Mm -hmm. to think of it that way, but it's just any other inventory, really. And let me tell you, having to check money coming in the first couple of times, holy shit, what have we got here? Oh, we got about uh, four, seven, ten, four. That's about uh, fourteen thousand in twenties. Uh, you guys are trusting me with the yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you know, two months later, you're like, oh, "Crap, I got a pallet of quarters again." All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I wanted to kind of go through this is that with a with a high school le- level education in math and to a certain degree economics, a certain degree of, I'm not talking formal, I'm talking actually looking at statistics at a high school level, one can actually figure out if it costs this much to produce something that's worth this much, when that, when that, breaks even that's when you have to seriously reconsider if it's still a worthwhile endeavor and when mm-hmm. the pers- uh, when when the cost outweighs the value you now know that you have a loss on your hands and you have to decide how to deal with that and that is something that a high school level of math and statistics can show. Yeah. But unfortunately we don't always get people paying attention to that. And that's kind of the worst part at all. Joseph, you're back. Yeah. Sorry about that. No worries. Such happens. Yeah. I was uh, running a maintenance routine in the background and it considered discord to be uh, <laughs> on the application. <laughs> Gotta love that. So what I was just saying was that, you know, uh, high school level education in math and statistics would, would, would show, you know, when producing whatever coin is, um, no longer, uh, no longer, uh, advantageous because, you know, if you're, if you're paying more to produce something that it's worth, you can see that you need to get rid of that. You know, we know that over here in the U S they saw it over there in Canada um, for the Euro at the moment. Obviously it's still worthwhile. One would expect because they're still producing, you know, uh, one cent coins, five cent, 10 cent. And when Got a it, whole bowl full of them, yeah, <laughs> but, but they're still worthwhile. It may be pittance really for, you know, one cent pieces, but they're still legal tender to turn in well and in the u.s isn't there there's something about the currency because i i think there was the they were thinking of doing in the states what we did in canada to the penny but i think it came up against some there was some legal precedent about it i can't remember off the top of my head if memory serves i do believe it was uh the 
body that's uh, lobbying for zinc production, because that's what our penny is primarily composed of these days. And it's the cheapest metal that we can use, or whatever it is, and we're still losing money on it. But then we fall up against that, plus the whole, well, that means that we're going to be getting rid of Lincoln's face, not to mention he's only on the $5 bill. Not like we're losing I, anything or anybody. Okay, so there's there's a lot to unpack there about that. Oh God! Like I said, there, there's there's just too much too much crap involved there. And um, uh, I just uh, I have one silly question. Um, since the penny no longer exists in both Canada and the U.S. No, just in Canada. Just in Canada. But how does that? I guess the. Uh, the era of uh, two can dine for five ninety nine is over. Oh no, it's still there. Well, uh, of course, of course, there's always it's always been the asterisks at the end of it because it's plus tax. Um, and how we get around it? If you're paying cash, five ninety nine, you would pay six dollars. If you paid by debit, it would be five ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, people, I can see that being abused. Well, people, well, actually, no. There was a huge, it's it's nationwide as to how the rounding goes. Uh, I, I can't, I don't know it off the top of my head, but if it's, I think if it's less than five cents, you round down. If it's more than five cents, you round up. Okay, um, like traditional rounding. Yeah. And the thing is, um, and of course, if anybody's found in violation of that, <laughs> yeah, kiss your license goodbye. Yeah, and the thing of it is, it was a nationwide switch, and everybody did it. And it had to be. Yes, but the thing of it is, from from my perspective as an outsider, basically everybody just said, you know what, this makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be a little confusing at first, but you know what? Eh, we've we've we took Vimy Ridge. We can do this. I mean, come well, on, it's not that big a deal. Some people who are who are, who are uh, military people, y- you know what I just yeah. made reference to. So you know, yeah, you're my people. But like the thing is, you know, when it, when it came to that, people were being transparent. Yes, the the news was not saying that this was some Koch brothers conspiracy Illuminati BS. Vote for me. Uh, there was none of that. It was, look, guys, this is the way it is. Uh, our federal government is spending X billions of dollars to create X thousand dollars worth of pennies. And, and I'm exaggerating, of course. Yeah. But they were completely transparent. They just said, okay, this is what it costs. This is what we're getting out of it. If we stop making this, we save this much, which means that's stuff that goes back into the economy or goes to help fund, you know, all the different programs. Here's the mechanism by which we're going to, we're going to handle it for physical cash transactions. We will, because we will allow everybody that still has these pennies to bring them in so that they'll get credited into your accounts so that you don't mm-hmm. lose any money for the next four, seven, whatever <clears throat> the hell it was. Yeah. So, I, I mean, they they had a plan in place, 
and then on on the certain day they basically flipped the switch and that was it Canada Tire Bunny is still taken on par. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wait. But wait. Now, instead of getting the physical money, we now have, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Canadian Tire, well, actually, the Triangle Rewards card. Yep, folks. This is a Canadian Tire Money debit card. Yep. So instead Welcome of getting coupons, instead of getting coupons anymore that are worth whatever the whatever the, the penny value is, you just swipe it onto your thing. Which, yep. when all is said and done, is still a boom and benefit. There's yeah. less <laughs> waste of paper. There's yeah. less storage of physical anything, which... If you really think about it, paper can, in worst case scenario, be lost, forgotten, destroyed, burned, you know, and... It's interesting you say lost because, you know, when you do the spring cleaning up here in Canada... Yep. You, you'll, you'll, you'll have, you know, your garbage will be taken care of. Your walls will be washed. Your floors will be properly cleaned. And you'll have found probably 10 bucks worth of Canadian tire money <laughs> that's been missing for the past year. I think my granddad has enough Canadian tire money by now to buy a house. <laughs> it's possible. If memory serves, that stuff doesn't expire, right? No, there, there is no expiry date on it. And the nice thing about having the, the reward card now is there are, there are two other store chains now. That will um, that will um, reward you with CT money. I don't know if you can use it <clears throat> at those stores, but you will get the reward for it. One of them is uh, Mark's Work Warehouse, a good work clothing store. I shop there a lot actually because they they have a really nice brand of jeans that I like. Oh, but, they yeah. have one of those in my hometown. Yeah. Um, mm. but, but there you can also buy, like if you need steel toe boots or if you need coveralls or if you need work gloves, this is where you would go to get it. Now, the reason why, um, this was all important for me to, you know, go through and spend, spend the time on is yet again, high school level education, high school level knowledge in how statistics works and in critical thinking and evaluation would say no longer having to buy paper means that you don't have that outlay that that outlay in cost that is money that doesn't have to be spent that's money that stays in the company you don't have to shelve that paper until it's needed so that is a delivery cost that no longer has to be done. That's fuel that no longer has to be used for that. That's storage in-house that no longer needs to be used. When everything gets changed over to an electronic, you, pa- you buy however many of those plastic cards, and you've already got the magnetic strip reader writer because it's part of your overall setup, and for the most part, what are you really paying for? 
the electricity and the data storage, both of which are relatively inexpensive, relatively so. I know there are changes in, in, in whatnot all over the place, but you know, just go with it for a second. When you don't have to physically move physical currency somewhere, you don't have to have anybody picking it up or delivering it, so you don't have a cost in fuel or in machinery to deliver it back and forth. You don't have to have people actually counting the physical currency and typing it into the machinery and checking it and verifying it and replacing it as necessary. When you do the maths, it starts to add up really quickly to what don't you have to pay for and what can you invest in? And Oh, and it also ties into a pet peeve of mine is that normally, you know, all this should be making things cheaper. But instead, it tends to go into profit margins. It does. It does. And that's that. Uh, your pet peeve is a lot of other people's pet peeve, and you're not alone on this one, and you're quite right. I, I, I think a lot of other people, I wish more people would actually think about it. Because it doesn't seem to even register. For... Yeah. No, no pun intended, of course. Yeah. Uh, always, <laughs> but that's my brain's fault, not mine. That's okay. But I mean, you, you understand where I'm coming from that, you know, a high school level of education would be able to explain, you know, how to, how to evaluate, how do you make things better? And we're talking about something that's business, even well, sidelined to business, really. Better. Or the- what do you mean? For any high school kid, there is no better because yeah. they're, everything's new for them. But uh, okay, maybe I can maybe I can spin this one a little bit differently. Sure. Mm. For someone with a high school level education to be able to ask the question, "How can I make this better?" Well, before you can figure out how to improve. You have to understand how it works first. The foundation, the, the, the stuff you can fall back on to say, okay, what do I know that I can apply to this? Okay, I know A, B, and C. So here's A, B, and C. Now, how do I get to D? Let's think that about requires, that. That requires hmm? critical thought. It does. Because most people, if they're presented product A and product B, they won't even think about the possibility of a product C. Right. But what's shown. Do you remember the word problems in school? Oh, sure. I hated those. Because they were were a so-called real-world situation where you had to you had to think about the problem. Well, but but no, like you had to think about the problem. You had to break it down into, okay, a a train is leaving Chicago at 40 miles an hour. You know what I mean? You had to, from that, you had to interpret and create the equation to solve the the problem. 
The train is leaving Chicago at 40 miles an hour. How long is it going to be until the mayor is indicted on racketeering charges? I'm sorry. There's some people in Chicago right now that are really going, oh, that's that's a little too close to home now. Sorry, I had to do that. Yeah, I'm suddenly glad we don't have that many subscribers. Um, <laughs> but But my point is that that kind of, I, I'm not sure if that, I guess you could call that entry level critical thinking because you actually do have to, you have to look at the situation and you have to break it down into its components to eventually arrive at the answer based on the skills you have learned previously. So, so learning uh, multiplication would, would help you with a particular problem because you critically, you, you look at it critically and go, okay, Oh, okay. So this is a factor. This is a factor. Here's this. Here's that. Okay. I could break this down to this times. This is going to equal this problem solved. Yeah. And I, I would, agree, I, by the way, I, I would agree with you yeah. as calling it as uh, early stage critical thought before uh, critical, critical thinking, critical evaluation before you get into actual critical examination, which is something I would typically expect out of a language course. <clears throat> so go, going on and progressing. Yeah. But it, it, it's a start. Yes. And, and that's what you need. And what I just described was my, well, shit was my math classes from uh, probably grade five all the way up to when I graduated. And boy, some of the word problems that I had to take in calculus, holy balls. Oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to find out. Uh, Tiny Tribble is going to be taking uh, physics this upcoming year, AP level, which oh, is cool. part of the reason why I got him a Chromebook, because he's got three AP level courses this year, and he's a high school senior, and yeah, something tells me any, advan any advantage I can get him at this point is probably going to be helping, even though he has been a... 90 to 95 average student pretty much all this time. Yeah. You know, so three, APs when, when he's, yeah. Yeah. But when he's encountered with a lot of that stuff that he's going to be taking in those AP courses, he's going to be able to look at that and go, wait a minute. Yeah. That's the mechanism I learned back in grade nine or something of the sort, the, the basics or the long division that dad taught him in first grade that, teacher said don't do that <laughs> but it's back but that's it that that's what i'm talking about yeah is the is this k to 12 provides you with what you need to or what okay it should provide you with what you need to move forward yeah and the fact that special interest groups religious groups uh have been commandeering those. Yeah, certain, you know, and and also um, governments have been, you know, di diverting that away, diverting funds away from education and to the point where teachers are, are disaffected or are disenchanted because, you know, yeah, they're teaching kids, they're, they're teaching tomorrow's generation, the, the next generation of, of citizens and don't don't knock me on that one because no, there's, no, no, there's no. a thing behind that. No, I got you. Um, but then they go home and all they've got is top ramen on a hot plate 
and they're barely able to make ends meet. You know, I'm not saying teachers have to be millionaires, but they should I, be. Uh, I agree. But, and again, there was something I, I read once where uh, education was tr- <laughs> traditionally something that was done at home by the housewives when they had nothing else to do when they were raising like, and again, we're, we're going, we're, we're going into the wayback machine. But, but before you go there, um, mm-hmm. you, you brought up one point, um, you know, where, um, well, the teachers don't really see the point of, uh, what they're doing, but, um, they become disenchanted. But I, I apply that to the students as well, because what's really important, yeah. an important motivator for learning is understanding or seeing the point of, learning all that why why do i need to do this what's the point of it well yeah and 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 a good teacher would be able to relate you to that yeah that's why i was saying earlier Um, that um you know there are no bad students only bad teachers like i was saying earlier but but it goes outside the school too because Mm -hmm. i mean if a student is uh, going to school and then he goes home to parents who are miserable and you know maybe exploited yeah, that's also another form of demotivation. That's yeah. There, really there are a lot of things there. Yeah, you know. But yeah. I, I remember a. Uh, there was a show that was on for a while, and it had to. It, it was was centered around a school, and it was a a very diverse group of kids, and one teacher was a bit of a maverick, and he was doing something about physics and was talking about. Um, uh, I think it was like impacted momentum or something like that. And to get his point across, he actually got a crane to come to the school grounds and lift a car up by its end, about 5,200 feet in the air and drop it to, to prove a point or, or to, to, to prove an example that he was trying to teach in physics. Now that's totally Hollywood, but what if you had, uh, well, my, my chem teacher. No, stop right there. What? If you had physics taught to you by Adam Savage. Yes. That would be awesome. If you had chemistry, no, sorry, mechanical engineering taught to you by Bill Nye. I wouldn't have been in computer science. If you had, um... If you had general science taught by Beekman. Oh. Now, admittedly. Now you're just teasing here. Now, 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 ad- admittedly with Beekman, he's, he, he's an actor, not an actual scientist. But just remember, air pressure. Everything's air pressure. God, Rizzo, we, we, <laughs> he, he died years ago, but God, we, we still. We still goddamn miss you. But the the point being is that, remember how I said, good teachers. There are no bad students. They're bad teachers. If you've got the teacher who can impart the passion, but we nickel and dime, societally, I should say, mm-hmm. we nickel and dime teachers. And it's not always... Uh, monetarily sometimes it's emotionally yeah because that's why i love to watch 
that's why I love to watch Feynman because Feynman, I mean, his YouTube videos are still, there's still tons of his um, interviews and all that and lessons even in YouTube. But I mean, just watching that. He I, had personality. I, when you yeah. saw the, the, he, that he was motivated, that it's that, that it was really, you know, we have unanswered questions here. We've got shit to do, you know? Yeah. You know, I had a, uh, I had a math teacher in high oh, school. Which is, which is, sorry, but no, which ahead. is the, which is completely the opposite to the message that we get through many teachers in school, which is, um, there is a note of certitude in everything they teach, which tends to be mistranslated to authority. It's demotivating anyways. Yeah. Like I had a, I had a math teacher in high school from grade 10 to 12. Um, the guy was a nut. He was insane. He was passionate about what he did, but he had a way of communicating it too to the students that we were laughing most of the time just as the way he was doing stuff. And I mean, he could, he could rapid fire stuff to you and you'd be like, what did you just, Oh, wait a minute. I actually understood what you said. So in between the laughing, the sarcasm, the, Oh God, I'll I'll never forget. He did one and he, he put it on the board and it was a chart that he was trying to give us to do. And, and of course, you know, with charts, you have to title them properly. And he started to write it. And he's like, ah, screw it. And he just drew a, drew a line. It, it looked like a bad autograph. I don't remember what it said. But what I remember is how much we laughed at what that chart was, at what that chart was supposed to be titled. But he kept us engaged because he kept us in stitches. To have a teacher like that, you know, now granted, this guy taught the rest of my siblings and I'm the youngest of all of them. He taught almost all of them. So he's got a few years experience on that. I think he's actually, I think he died uh, recently, Mm. but like I said, the, the guy was insane, but he made you love math. Just because he just he knew how to do it. Let me let me let me kind of take that and uh, mm-hmm. take this one sideways. And uh, Joseph, you might actually uh, you might actually know the story. Uh, when the first space shuttle blew up, there's there's. There's no easy way of of, uh, talking through this one. I was in high school, and I heard about it, and and I didn't believe it until I got out of school that day and got to see the news myself. Anyway, there was an investigation as to what happened. And Dr. Feynman, as I recall, was the one of the lead guys, if not the lead guy, on this to try to figure out what happened. I didn't know that. And there was a lot of investigations to what was going on. And at a conference of some sort, Dr. Feynman had 
a a an actual ring. Uh, I don't remember exactly how big it was, but it was it was a couple inches across, and it was made of the same stuff as the O rings on the shuttle's boosters, as I recall. And one of the one of the complaints was that when they launched, it was too cold, and there was a lot of there was a lot of give and take that was going on. And again, I may be misremembering how this happened. It was actually the O-ring engineers themselves that uh, warned about this. Yeah. A, a part of um, the, the lower echelons of the O-ring engineers that warned the the people actually controlling the uh, the product about this, but they did not, the, uh, the hires up did not pass this information along to the uh, the overall mission. Right. So Dr. Feynman is there with a, a, a ring of this material, same stuff. And there's discussion going on about various different things. And he took his and he dunked it into his water, his ice water, which put it at, you know, let's, let's say about, let's say about five Celsius at that point, just just for an arbitrary number for for a second, which would have put it at um, colder than what it was supposed to launch at, and he kept it in there for a while. And for the most part, he he kept his quiet. And a little while later, you know, it, it's finally come around, and people are you know had noticed it, didn't really do anything about it, and they finally asked him about it. And he took it out of his water bottle, uh, out of his out of his water glass, and held it up and flexed it, and it broke. It just snapped, which is what it was not supposed to do, because if it was at the right temperature, it would have just flexed. It just snapped in his hands. I think it was supposed to comple- compress. Uh, well, even so, it, it should yeah. have had it should have had flex. It should have had give malleability. And in that moment of absolute sober soberness with everyone, he demonstrated clearly in a way that no one could deny or refute or forget. We were warned, you were warned, this is the temperature that it was that that it was close to, and this is what happened to it, and it broke. This is what happened on the shuttle. And you don't need a hell of a lot of anything else for me to explain to you what happened. This is what happened, because these were the conditions. And this is what happened. And it cost us seven human lives. The reason I brought this up is that he was, Dr. Feynman was brilliant and he was engaging and he was smart and he was charismatic and he was brilliant. And he knew how to impart the knowledge and he knew showing exactly what would have happened was the easiest, quickest, 
and most efficient way to teach everyone in that room, in that single moment, this is what happened. That's it's kind of there's another rabbit hole there that we won't go down today, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But um, well, wh- he wh- also understood. He made a, an empirical demonstration. Yes, he did. Now, if he had instead just put the words down on paper, um, I think someone would find a way to uh, refute or deny. There's a different. There's a dynamic going on there. Yeah, and uh, Stephanie hit it on the head, and and quite correctly, uh, that was at the hearings, and he later said that the engineers knew about this problem but were overruled, so dropped hints when he was sent to investigate. And yeah, so he 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 showed and demonstrated that the engineers knew what the hell they were talking about, and with good goddamn reason, and there is no way to deny the the level of education that was suddenly dumped on everybody publicly. Yeah. Well, the, actually, the the executives for the engineering department were the least capable engineers, so they were the ones who uh, they were bureaucrats. And yeah. having dealt with engineers, there's an ego thing there too. There is if they wear if if they wear the ring, their what's in their pants apparently grows by three feet. I'm, Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that. Yeah, but but, but no. Wearing that ring does does give you a uh, well. It's an ego boost for one thing, because hey, you you made it through, right? You're always right, right? No, which is ironic wrong. because Sorry. that ring is actually supposed to remind you that sometimes you get things wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If if those executives were actually engineers, they should lose the ring for. Not uh, for for being that way. Yeah. And funny enough, you just reminded me of something that uh, I'm going to use as my closing. Uh, we're, we're at the top. Uh, yeah. We're where are we? Yeah. We are actually just a little bit past uh, the top of the hour, which means that we need to go ahead and close up. Uh, Joseph, that's the, um, that's the, uh, uh, the report about the, the shuttle that, Yep. Okay. okay. I'll make I'll make sure that that's in the uh, show notes. Oh, just one thing. I typed it out manually, so I put a semicolon instead of a colon. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll f- I'll find it. I'll find it and double check to make sure that we've got it. Uh, we've got the right link. You are not a problem. URL grammar. That plus making sure that it's the the right page directly. That's all. If there's one thing I love, it's. Double checking web URLs. I love that. Saying web URLs is kind of redundant. That's great. That's why I, that's why I love programming because like one comma can bring an entire. Oh my god! Server. Let's let's not get started into C programming. All right, let's not do that. Any program. <laughs> True enough. Um. So, um, was there anything that you wanted to uh, uh, finish off with, then, Joseph? Because- yeah, just the the um the principal point of education, or the the principal thing that's missing in a lot of education is um well um the of course the critical thinking part, 
but it's just the curiosity. I mean, that's the most important thing to impart that, you know, we've got a world around us, we're discovering and just, just uh, motivated an interest in students um, and discovering the world around them and just convincing them that uh, they can do it too and they can judge it for themselves. Try this, you know. Um, yeah, just, I'd like to underline curiosity. I mean, I'd, li I'd like to see more curiosity imparted in education, through education. I can't, I can't say anything, anything wrong Which with means that, that anyway. Ed no, but it's not, uh, you know, education, it's not a final answer. It's, it's actually just an, it's an open door to something else. That's yeah. It. Sorry. Uh, I I, I, no, I, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like what I, uh, what I said uh, at the end of last night's show, uh, down that, you know, you, you're, you're supposed to be learning something uh, the whole time that you're breathing. Cause once you stop doing one, you probably stop doing the other. Mm -hmm. We tend to treat education like unquestionable dogma. <laughs> it's, you know, the final, you know, that's, uh, something that's, uh, from authority uh, with complete certitude, but actually it's, uh, it's basically, it's just a, a toolbox. And uh, what we learn is just the tools, the best tools we have at the time there for being taught. Mm -hmm. That's it. So we've got a whole future in front of us. So things will change. This is not the final answer. This is the best we have for now. So do what you yeah. can with it. That's it. Okay. Um, and uh, by the way, to to uh, a piece about that, uh, Dallin, Joe, and I uh, last night were talking about something. And uh, uh, Dallin, I, I think it was you had brought up about that like supersized uh, black hole that shouldn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the idea of um, the idea of it's the best that we know now. Yeah, they were telling me about uh, a black hole that the way that we understand it these days shouldn't exist because in order to have formed the, the density of the cloud that formed it wouldn't have been able to have made a star. So the density would have gone from cloud of gas directly to black hole. So what you're saying about, you know, it, it's the best that we know now. Yeah. When we start to find stuff that um, it falls way outside of that, that's that's a fun part for scientists because that's when they go, um, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> I, I I don't know any scientist that doesn't love that moment. Yeah, Some, there's something wrong with our calculations. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. but but you see right there, and that that kind of show that goes to the point that I've been trying to make. So they found something. There's something wrong with their calculation. Okay. How do we fix this, or how do we how do we investigate and eventually correct it? How do we square well, it? How, how do you, there you go? How, how do how do we square this? To, to borrow a, a term. Well, it, unfortunately, well, that's why they invented dark energy and dark. Well, yeah, um, but 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 again, that's for now. For the um, to, to fulfill the the Einstein prophecy. Yeah. 
but so there is a bit of that in science too. Yeah, but but the yeah there is, but the, the question comes up. Okay, so how do we how do we square this? What do we know now? What what foundation do we fall back on to launch forward and experiment, knowing we can fall back on this to start over? This goes back to the foundation of your education. It's, I can't, I can't stress it enough. And, you know, we, we've got problems up here, especially in Alberta now, uh, with the Catholic school board, which is for some reason is actually partially publicly funded, which that's politics, my friend, politics. Yeah. And yet another rabbit hole. But yeah, one of my, uh, a friend of mine and fellow uh, activist, uh, Luke Fevin, um, he's pushing very, very hard to get uh, Catholic funding or to get public funding and Catholic school boards influences out of, he's, his idea is, look, they want to be separate, then let them be completely separate. No influence. Yeah, no influence on public school boards, and they get no public funding. You know, let let them go do their thing, and then we focus our public money on this. But of course, there's there's again there's interference, there's lobbying, there's well, this is the way we've always done it. And uh, I, when Heretic Woman came out here for that conference, Luke was there, and that's actually where I met him. Hell of a guy, pulled no punches. Um, he dropped quite a few F-bombs in his speech to keep, well, but he kept us laughing and he kept us engaged. It all circles around. But again, to my point, up to high school, that education, in my opinion, is some of the most important because it gives the young mind the tools they need to to be the next Steve Jobs or be the next Bill Gates. And don't give me any shit about, oh, well, they were high school dropouts. No, screw off. Okay? They, they were two exceptions. But what I'm saying is, unless they've got that, then they're going to be, they will quite literally, I think, be useless for a large part of their lives. Unless they have some other practical skill. Like, okay, he wasn't good in school. He's damn good with cars. If he can find a way to turn that into something that could make him money restoring cars or working as a mechanic, as an apprentice mechanic, until eventually he can get what he needs fine but you know to, to say this oh well you didn't get your grade you're useless well no what are the skills you have but again though i'm calling those the exceptions for the most part for the majority for dare i say it for normal get get that education and make sure it's good get that foundation because 
once you've got that, once you've got the basics of being able to read, being able to write, and even doing some just basic math, if you can get that all that stuff down to a reflex, you have no you will suddenly your eyes will be opened to a world, a universe of possibilities just because you have that little foundation from which to launch. Okay. <laughs> that was way too poetic. <laughs> Not to worry. Nope. Felix had just said something and um, it, it, it's not going to, it's not going to factor into my closing, but I, I think it's kind of funny the way that my brain took it. Uh, she said, we need another type like Carl Sagan. Um, Carl was a beautiful science communicator, but he was also in a time when the drive for education was still a thing. It was waning because, well, it was after the space race was really wrapped up. If you think of it in terms of uh, 74, 75, was when the space race ended and less drive was being put into, you know, hard sciences in a lot of ways. And then, you know, 1976 was the bicentennial and, you know, rah, rah. And things kind of started to peter out. But Carl was in a beautiful place at a perfect storm moment where he could actually be inspiring to those people for whom education was still seen as a national good instead of a national drain that it eventually has become, which is a pain in the ass. That's why I'm thinking, uh, that's why I'm, I'm thinking we need a, we need a diametrically opposite version. We need the, the angry Bill Nye is, is what we need now, I think. But that's, that's just me. Cause I, I found that to be highly entertaining the idea of seeing Bill Nye um, sending a globe on fire is actually really, really entertaining, but be that as it may. My ending of this is this. Education, as we said, doesn't stop. Do we need great foundations when people go through the standardized education system here in the United States or anywhere for that matter? Yeah, we need that. We need quality for people to learn, at least at a base level, so that, you know, we've got something to work off of. Everybody needs to step on somebody else's shoulders in order to see further. Nothing shows that more than the scientists who have been the pinnacle of their endeavors who humbly say, yeah, I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for blah. In this case, blah is... Aristotle, Socrates, Pythagoras. It, it, um, Einstein, Hawking, Sirach. You know, those of you that get that combination, you know, good on you there. But there are times when we do have to learn from our mistakes. And there are times when those mistakes hurt mentioned about the space shuttle it cost us seven human lives 
in one of the grandest adventures that humanity knows, which is exiting the atmosphere, the incredibly thin atmosphere of this planet, in order to be just a little bit outside. The thing that was really getting to me was thinking about, and some people are not going to remember it by name, some are. The Washington Narrows Bridge. There's some people who know exactly what I'm talking about right now, and for those of you that don't, it is the famous film, and yes, I'm going to have it linked in the show notes, where a suspension bridge, back in an era where black and white photography and movies were how you did the news, started to rock and sway back and forth to a frightening degree. Fortunately, it was pronounced enough and slow enough that people were gotten off the bridge to the point where it eventually ripped itself apart. It's a piece of the national consciousness now, international consciousness. It is a piece that makes every engineer sit back and go, well, how the hell didn't they know about that? It's because they didn't know. There was a piece of fluid dynamics that nobody took notice of until the worst happened. And they looked at that and said, well, shit, we can't have that happen again. Let's not let that happen again. So they understood the problem. They corrected for the problem. And that type of problem has never happened again. There are things that we can do to prevent those types of things from happening again. And it's not just the physical things. It's not just the engineering things. It's the societal things. I've said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. We as a society are the stewards of new lives, of new people. It's our responsibility to give them the best that we can, to help them learn the most that we can impart onto them so that they have the shoulders to stand on so that they can see farther than we can even imagine. That's our job. And collectively, we're not doing nearly enough for that. But then that's just my opinion. And I'm not somebody that graduated from college. You don't always have to have the paper degree to know a lot and to evaluate what's going on. It helps, but I'm 50 years old. I don't know that I'm actually going to end up with that degree. I'm okay with that. So long as I keep learning. And I do. Every day, I learn a little something new. And I hope that I keep helping to share that with as many of you as possible. We'll see how long that lasts, huh? As always, everybody, thank you for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all perspectives and uh, got something to think about for yourselves for later. Of course, 
all you guys over there in the uh, live chat down over on that side. Thank you very much for uh, being with us and entertaining. Uh, Felix, Stephanie, uh, Doc Waxon had to go off to sleep. So if if you hear afterwards, you know, take care of yourself, man. And whomever else is over there at this point, I, I'm, I don't know, whatever, piss off. I don't care. <laughs> Joseph, uh, again, glad you were able to make it. You, uh, I, I'm assuming that you're back at this point. You had to disappear. Uh, if you're back, thank you for making it. You're still muted, so I'm going to assume that he's still uh, away. I'll, I'll come back to him and we'll do it in, in reverse. Uh, Dallin, <laughs> y'all bounce it over your way. Um, yeah. <laughs> as always, you know, uh, thanks, seriously, in, in many ways. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, Dallin and I, uh, earlier today, we were uh, trying to see about getting everything, for the most part, arranged so that one day when it finally happens... He can kind of cover this, and you can you can you can see the madhouse that it is for me of going shit. Did I remember yeah. this? Did I remember this sitting? Did I remember this sitting? Did I remember this sitting? What did I forget? Oh, yeah, right, I have to know, start streaming now. That's right. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Google, for um, you know dangling that nice, uh, powerful tool of a carrot in front of us for so long, and then just yanking it away and. Well, no, 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 no. It, it, it was actually there. We were nomming on the carrot, and they, they were, they were dangling the. Well, we're going to be taking this away eventually, and it, well, it was, you know, if it would have been nice if you'd turned it all into, you know, just giving it out to the community and give us a source code, give us the opportunity to play with it ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. But for right now, um, you know, you, you you can see by the format we're uh, we're we're actually using OBS now to do this. And so Shuja and I spent some time today uh, getting my setup ready for that day if, you know, when that day comes. And, uh, of course, uh, I'm taking the foundation of what I've learned and I'm springing forth and seeing just how much trouble I can get into. But going from the unknown to the known, um, of course, I do. I am the curator of the. Uh, audio version of the show over at holycrapthevlogcast.com and for other things that uh, other thoughts that I may have uh, when I'm inspired to actually write about them uh, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca and uh, just is back at the moment so uh, on his behalf of course everybody thank you for being with us and uh, we will uh, hope to see you again next week for myself uh, as I uh, as I mentioned earlier, next week uh, I will have been uh, dealing with you know the the anniversary of having met my wife, and maybe I'll put out a little thing a little bit later uh, about that because there were there were a comedy of errors that we should have never met, we should have never been together, and to a certain degree I kind of have U.S. Air to thank for losing my luggage for a day when I went up to college that helped it happen. But that's a whole other thing for later. In any case, you all have yourselves a good week. We'll be looking forward to seeing you again uh, at that point, of course. As Dallin mentioned, come on over to holycrapthevlogcast.com and all of our contact info is over there. If you'd like to send a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. And, of course, uh, if you want to drop a couple of dollars our way, or 
whatever, feel free, over at uh, patreon.com slash hctv. We thank you for being with us. You enjoy yourselves. Please, with the school open now, please be exceedingly attentive as you go through school zones. Please be exceedingly attentive. And we'll see you next week. So, until that point, as always, on behalf of everyone, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And like I said, next week, September 7, 1988, when we met, and as always, hon, I am still in love. Not today, Fujin. I love you, and I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, of course, as always... You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.